Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed, and this is Marit Larwood. Hello, Marek. Hello, David. Are you well? I... Are you ill? Are you I am, deeply, deeply I'm recovering Ill? from one of the worst jobs I've ever done in my life. What was that? Remember, uh, listeners may remember the Michael Egg episode when I got an actual text with a job. That's right. You were going to dress as a panda for six hours. Well, it turned out to be 12 hours. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. In the biggest costume ever. Originally, I was going to do the voiceover. That got dumped. And the bloke who's going to be inside the panda costume turned it down. And I said, I'll do that. Because right. I needed a bit of work. Which basically, we're filming to, basically filming to 11. And they said, actually, we're filming to 1, as no one told you. In a hot panda costume. I must have sweated about. I couldn't see anything. It was like being trapped in... a, a, a Much like Terry Waite when he was um, <laughs> held hostage. But sure. But I in imagine the length, the length of time wasn't as long. But the actual feeling was worse mm, you've endured as much yes yeah yeah so uh was it worthwhile it was really demeaning being a 40 year old man dressed in a panda costume and being told to run down the road when i couldn't i could only see it out of a bit of the nose which had gauze <laughs> you had in to front run of it. i had to run down the road in old anything. street right. giving putting out wire and the runners were these um it was for this really trendy i won't say um production company the runners were all like these 22 year olds who didn't give a shit and they were really too cool for school yeah, yeah. and just not just not even stopping me when I was running into the road. It was an awful experience. Oh. But it's these sorts of work which allow me to carry on doing this podcast, which no one listens to. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, I'm glad that this podcast is your end goal because that to, is the correct priority. To treat myself, I went to see Secret Life of Pets at the cinema. Now, I saw the trailer for this some time ago, and I thought it looked quite fun. Well, this is pro- probably, uh, I think it's been well broadcasted, one of the worst years for some of blockbusters. Yeah, it's not been great, has it? Really bad. And what have is... we had? I mean, we, we didn't even bother seeing Suicide Squad, because it was absolutely panned, yeah. but that was one of the big ones. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was fine, I thought. It was all right. Um... Uh, some other yeah. some, some, uh, now Star, you see me too Star Trek Star Trek was also mediocre yeah, and yeah. this is one of the kids um, let's make money off the kids on their summer holidays blockbusters The Secret Life of, Life of Pets and it's from the studio that did Despicable Me yeah right what happens is it's set in New York yeah. nice place it is a nice place 
And it follows the lives of pets when their owners go away. So like Toy Story follows the life of toys when their owners go away. Yeah. This does the same with... with yeah, all pets. the pets in this block. There's a dog called Max. He's got an owner. They both love each other. They've got this perfect life. They go on really well. Yeah. They do. There's a nice sort of getting on well montage. Good. As you can imagine all the nice things that people do with their dogs when they get on well. Well, I don't need to imagine them. I can remember You've them. You've got a dog I've as got well. Got a dog, and we get on reasonably well. Well, it's just that, but in cartoon form. That sounds relatively pleasant. It sounds, uh, you know, more heartwarming than maybe the beginning of Up. Yeah. Well, that's a great beginning. <laughs> it's fantastic, but it's not, you know, it's not. A, oh, they really get on. No, oh. it makes you cry. Up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, oh no. What? The only brings back another dog. Second dog? Yeah, big dog called Duke, and Mac doesn't like. And his life is perfect, now he's got to share it with his other big dog. And it, it's just not what he planned. Yeah. And they go out, the dog walker takes them out one day, and they get lost. And they get uh, caught by the um, uh, dog catcher, and then they escape with this Duke by the, using the help of this underworld gang of lost pets. And they gradually have to find their way back to their own and that sort of thing. That's the exact story of Toy Story. It's very similar to Toy Story. <laughs> Where a, a new dog arrives. Buzz, like, Buzz, Buzz dog year. Dog year. Um, uh, and Woody stroke Max doesn't like it. He doesn't like it because he's new and he's jealous and he doesn't like it. And then they get lost and yep. they have to become friends in order to get back again to their owner. Well, yes, it's pretty much exactly <laughs> like Toy Story. Yeah. Uh, Louis C.K. is doing the voice of Max. Um, Duke is uh, voiced by Eric Stone Street. I don't know who he is. Eric Stone Street? Never heard of him. I think he's... Um, He's the Tim Allen of dog voices, isn't he? Is he in Modern Family or something? Yeah, he's in Modern Family. So if you've oh, got who is he family, in that? I think he's one of the gay people in Modern Family, okay. isn't he? Okay, okay. Um, what is odd about this film is that you're there and you're watching the film, but you feel... You come out of the cinema with almost no feeling at all. Oh. It's as if I've watched a film... But if, I feel like I've seen every element of this film before, as we've described. Yeah. It doesn't really make me laugh. I don't particularly like any of the characters. I mean, surprisingly, it doesn't make me laugh seeing it's Louis C.K., who's one of the best comedians around. And He's not known for his dog acting, though. Not known for his dog acting. And um, strangely felt nothing. I don't know whether that's because I'm a depressed 40-year-old man, or that... But I think that's a similar feeling that people have had. It's not as good as Zoo. Uh, Zootopia or Zootropolis whatever it's called yeah yeah well it's um, called both um, it's just a bit nothingy the best bit was when the cat turned round and its tail went up and you saw its pink bum hole that was the best bit I mean that made me laugh out loud did the kids like that bit no but it's really obscure the fact that they, you could clearly see this cat's pink bum hole right and you could see it twice you see it twice during the film so I like viewers is it a bit like um, Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct very like similar blink and you'll miss when it when she crosses her legs yeah 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 e- equally erotic but you were really looking out for it once you'd seen it I that was once. really surprised and I was waiting for that I was waiting just for the gust of wind just to lift that cat's tail so you could see it a really lovely pink circle sure sure no, no, and pink and grey is quite nice on a, a colour scheme and of course someone will have uh, spent a lot of time um, 
with swatches, trying to pick the colour for that, and they'll have had meetings about it, wouldn't they? Yeah, Matt, the same as the cat's nose. I wonder how much you get paid for that job. Cat's bumhole. Cat bumhole design. Colouring, the coloration. The colour. Well, the colourist is probably a different job to the designer. I think do cats bum, are cats bumholes? Yeah, the same colour as their noses. I think that's the go-to thing, isn't it? That's the, that's the way you work it. What cat? It's very hard to tell because you never see them at the same time, do you? If you've got a cat... unless it's looking coquettishly over its shoulder at you, or just snap its spine. <laughs> if you've got sure. a cat, if you've got a cat at home, please help us out by snapping its spine. So no. You can see its nose no, and just tell us. Look at it. Look at it from above. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> Snap it in half so right. it's head and bum are facing. Okay. And then click it back together. Is that, yeah. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, aren't they the same colour? I snapped my cat's spine thanks to Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> uh, it's just, and this is made at 320 million at the box office. Yeah. From 75 million. People like and it's pets. It's just not that, not that good. It's really, no, it's nothing I felt nothing. Towards it because Despicable Not, Me is, I thought I've seen it and it it was interestingly its own thing, you know, a bit weird and yeah. you know it's got its it's got its usual kids movie threads going through it, but it had its own charm and character as well. Whereas this does sound just a bit like a cheap knockoff. It's just it's a, all the it's just a Toy Story knockoff with different characters, but that whole plot thing. Yeah. All oh, right, we're lost. We find our way home. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Everyone makes friends. Isn't life nice? Uh, aren't pets cute? There weren't enough really funny. Like, Toy Story is really f- all brilliant. They're yeah. All really funny. There weren't enough really funny pet moments. I would like to see a film where Louis C.K. plays a dog who has the attitudes of Louis C.K. Where's the dog wears a black T-shirt, an old black T-shirt. <laughs> just really just sort of cynical and yeah, <laughs> laughs I'm, through the fact he hates his life. I'm sure that would be a much funnier film. It would be. Basically just a cash-in, I think, really, and I, I felt oddly felt nothing towards it, but it wasn't... I didn't really feel anger towards it. It was just really average, as though... It's like when you get older, you have the same day and over again, and they all sort of blur into one, and you can't remember what you did yesterday. Mm. Put that feeling into film, this film. And you get Men in Black 3. Then you get you get this film. No, Men in Black 2. 3 is okay. Yeah. Well, I can't remember. No, that was, I think I've told this story before, but uh, after seeing Men in Black 2, 20 minutes later, I couldn't remember what I'd done that day. Wow. <laughs> I was like, the time gone I've done nothing today I could not remember I'd been to the cinema it's a real skill to make a film that bland isn't it yeah that doesn't at the time doesn't irritate you enough to form proper memories it just sort of ticks over at 90 minutes and then I think I'd rather feel angry yeah me too me I'd too feel it's, it's done really badly it's that perfect two star film you know that is rather than one because a one has to have done something spectacularly wrong yeah but that was two star experience. Well, I give it five or six, you know, five or six, probably five Marix. Yeah, just distinctly average. And it should, it should, the the subject material. There's so many jokes you can do. Animals did some of them, yeah. but not enough. But also, a lot have been done already. So you probably yeah. need to work quite hard to actually tell some original ones because the number of charming animated animal films there are already, you know. But just look at YouTube. There's plenty of new research materials on cats and dogs on YouTube. Isn't the there? best thing is uh, Guilty Dogs on YouTube. Look at that. Yeah, it's good. One of my favourite things. Or uh, I'm a dog and I love socks. Have you seen that song? No, I, I like the uh, and the cats and the cucumbers thing when people put cucumbers behind them. 
yeah, that is good. That and is good. Have you seen Baby Monkey riding on a pig? Yeah, I've seen Baby Monkey. That's, That's good. really good. That's good. When the music's brilliant. Yeah. Um, well, that Secret Life of Pets. Just ignore it. Like it's a pointless experience. Let it die. <laughs> just let your pets die. It's the moral. Let the Secret Life of Pets. Secret Death of Pets. <laughs> automatically it's better. The sequel. Yeah. It's all about pets dying. All those pets you see, you see a compilation of how they get killed. Yeah. I would watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the secret life of pets for you. Best avoided. Uh, Now I think it's time for this. Guess what? Your alter ego is written in. David Reed. That's just me. That's just no, my but name. No, David, as in David Red. Red? Yeah. As in he's read a book. R-E-A-D. Right. Rather than someone's blown a read. Yeah. Hey, see what he's got to say for himself. David Reed says, Dear David Marrick Buddy, Yesterday I had the misfortune of watching what is quite possibly the worst film I have ever seen. This is what I like it, yes. Yeah, this is what we want. I saw Krampus appear on Netflix, but instead of being the 2015 film starring Adam Scott and Tony Collette, it was actually the 2013 film Krampus, colon, The Christmas Devil, starring no one you will have heard of. (laughs) If ever an aspiring filmmaker wanted to receive some encouragement, they should watch this film, as there is literally no way they could do anything as bad. The actors can't act, the sound and camera work is terrible, it often feels like it's a home movie. Definitely avoid. If you want a sample of how truly terrible it is, watch the fight scene around 57 minutes. We should probably do that. Yeah. Anyway, got me thinking about what the worst film you've seen in recent years. This is definitely my top, and I'd say it's very likely to be the worst thing on Netflix at the moment. Keep watching the films, just not this one. David. P.S. Nerdy film fact. Last week... Might not have been last week. I think this letter's probably about a month old. Yeah. Last week when discussing Locke, David said that Tom Hardy drove round a ring road whilst the actors called. That's kind of true, but what they actually did was film over a number of successive nights and Tom Hardy actually drove the actual route that he was driving in the story each time. Each journey, the cameras in the car were in a different position and then at the same time each night the actors called the car so that the different camera angles would have consistency with the surroundings. Christ! Wow, I mean that's even more impressive than I thought it was. Can you I imagine trying to remember what you were doing with your hands and which way you're facing for an entire 90 minutes? I mean, I know mostly hands on the wheel facing forwards. He is yeah. in a car. But still, it's like, yeah, knowing that this will all sink it's up. It's just coverage, isn't it? It's just yeah, coverage. Yeah, yeah. No, but no, interesting. Locke is still a great film, even though the description of it does not make it sound like one. Um, thank you, David. Our favourite of the worst films we've seen in recent years. See, I go on IMDb and I rate all my films, so... Mm. I use uh, Flickster, which oh. is powered by Rotten Tomatoes. I do like Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's probably a better... Um... It's, I, yeah, I trust it a bit more because it's an aggregator of reviews as well, because IMDb is just losers. It's, it's just... Sorry, what um, what sorry, do losers think? And sorry, you, uh, you and the losers. Okay. One genre I particularly despise is British Gangster. Yes. So the ones I've given one... Uh, you probably heard our, our regular listeners, uh, uh, Sweeney, yeah. Dog Shit, Welcome to the Punch. Is Dog, dog Shit sh- a film or is that your review? Review, <laughs> review, yeah. Dog uh, Shitter. 
the 51st state is awful. Um, I mean, that's quite old now, isn't it? Yes. Of recent years. I mean, I think my worst reviewed ones are probably... Um, oh, 47 Ronin, the Keanu Reeves film. That's yeah. total shit. Oh, the Golden Compass. Uh, awful. Yeah. Um, I really like Keanu Reeves, so this is a bit of a shame that Knock Knock is without a doubt the worst film of recent years that I've seen. The Eli Roth film. Yes. Um, it's so bollocks. Other ones, Where the Wild Things Are, I thought was terrible. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, Up in the Air with George Clooney. Yeah. The Help, I always thought was bad because the book was so good. Um, Would you like to go Up in the Air with George Clooney? I think he'd probably be alright for a bit. Yeah. Anyway, next letter. Sure. Um, this letter is from uh, oh, uh, uh, oh. <laughs> right. Tom Hatcher. Okay. Hi, buddy, David and Marek. Spell M A R I C. Wrong. <laughs> um, hello. Thanks for the film chats. I thought I'd write to you regarding something I sometimes get a bit nerdy about. It's films that lucked upon an amazing cast. Or did they? I'm not talking about cameo fests or stinky cashing sequels like Meet the Fockers or big budget movies that had Reflection had a bloody good cast, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Independence Day, uh, Splash. Uh, oh, sorry. Splash is a great example of what I mean. Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, John Candy and Eugene Levy all... Caught early in their careers and are all on great form. Rumblefish speaks for itself. A quick look, look at the cast of Reality Bite shows five superstars before they were superstars, and even Ivan Dando. Um, well, as I remember, Reality Bite was a bit wank. A bit wank, though, so I'm reading this really badly. And Ethan Hawke's character was super annoying, so maybe I forget I mentioned that one. Guy Ritchie really nailed the casting on Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, in my opinion. Almost all the young actors in that film were still in the film business, Jason Statham being the standout. A standard A-lister. <laughs> Sorry. You're reading this terribly. Can you think of any favourite films that didn't know they had a bunch of A-listers in them while making making them, but now in respect Ooh. have a dream cast list? If you want to go super deep, does a classic film create the future A-listers? Breakfast Club, The Outsiders, Trainspotting, or did the director and casting team just catch the talent at the perfect moment in their trajectory to superstardom? Oh, really, really bad reading. Accent-wise, I'm from Surbiton. Oh, too late. Cheers, gents. Keep watching, telling us about the films. Tom Hatcher. Well, thank you, Tom. I mean, it's a very good good question, question. but one that probably requires some thought. Um, Hard Eight came to mind, but I think that was, which is um, Paul W.S. Anderson film. But 1996, I think, actually, Samuel L. Jackson had already done Pulp Fiction. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow had already done a couple of things. John C. Riley, it's an early one for him, I think. But still, I think maybe doesn't count. What are the famous ones for just like... Yeah, it's just these guys. It made them stars. Well, it made the famous ones... Um, uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. The, uh, Goodwill Hunter. Yeah. That but was... that's it. they didn't luck out on that. That was their project that they brought to someone. And, you know, it's... It needs to be you've sort of brought these people together from nowhere. I mean, Star Wars, really, I guess. But although Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher haven't been huge since, but they lucked out on Harrison Ford. I don't know. Um, 
Uh, I've, look, I've just looked up Uncheated yeah. people f- films before they were before, sure. they, before they were famous Fast Times at Ridgemont High yeah. had Nicolas Cage in it had um, uh, Eric Stoltz um, uh, Forrest Whitaker Phoebe Cates Sean Penn Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah so that's sort of, that's the brat pack really isn't it yeah yeah uh, Days and Confused. Yeah, that had Mila Jovovich, uh, Ben Affleck's in it. Matthew McConaughey. Nerds. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew, he's brilliant in it, Matthew McConaughey. He's back to his uh, good at comedy form now, Matthew McConaughey, having been sort of a boring romantic comedy leading man for a while, and now he's you know considered a weird actor again. But in Days and Confused, he was already that being the creepy man with the tash yeah. who hung around a high school. Black Hawk Down. I mean, this is. I think no, they're really. I famous. mean, that was a that was just a star, uh, you know. But it did have Tom Hardy, Jeremy Piven, Nicholas Costa, Waldo was in it. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Bloom. Anything with a cast of loads of people before they, of uh, huge casts. Yeah. You know, like a war films and stuff like that. Layer Cake had Tom Hardy in it and Ben Whishaw. Yeah. Sally Hawkins. So. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. Layer cake's an odd one. I haven't revisited it. It was. I remember it being surprisingly good when I saw it. I think. Yeah, but now my mem. I don't know. I don't know if I trust my memory on it now. <laughs> but what a good question. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Do you want to do a read now? <laughs> yeah. See well, if you can read better than I read the last one. Okay. Fine. This is from Terence McCatamney, and it's the subject is favourite decade of movies. Dear David and Barry. What? And fellow film fandango. I was just some bloke... I think I referred to myself as... You can't hear my name properly. It sounds like Barry in discos. Oh, right. And he keeps I mean, that's on, right. His bloke keeps on tweeting me and calling me Barry the whole time. Oh. I've stopped enjoying it. <laughs> Sense the mood, mate. Today I watched the 1970 film Airport, which I really enjoyed. I was wondering if you could only watch one decade of movies the rest of your lives, what would it be? I would pick 1970s because a lot of my favourite films are from that time. Rocky, Taxi Driver, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Star Wars and Jaws, to name a few. Marek is a legend and they should have a chain of cinemas named after him. I take that back, I like him. <laughs> I like him again. <laughs> David is okay too. Keep watching the films, Terence in Belfast. Uh, well, thank you Terence. Um, best decade of films. I mean, yeah, it's it's... It's very easy because of when we grew up to like the seventies and eighties the most. It's, it? it's a period. I would, if you can take ten years. Yeah. I would probably take. Seventy-seven to eighty-seven. Yeah, yeah, or seventy-eight yeah. to eighty-six. Yeah. It's a very tail end of the seventies. There's some great films because you want to get Jaws in there. Yeah. And. Um, and then early eighties, you've got well. Seventy seven was the the uh, the start of a new era, really symbolically the end of the old era because um, uh, Charlie Chaplin died in seventy seven and Star Wars came out. So I'm uh, going to cheat uh, and take seventy seven to eighty six. That's what I do. Then as you well. get things like Back to the Future, American Wealth in London, yeah, Jaws, uh, the Thing, yeah. the remake of the Thing, um, Indiana Jones. Yeah, all those great early 80s ones, Ghostbusters, all that stuff. Done. Good question, though. Good question. Sorry for dissing you, Terence. You can call me Barry if you like. <laughs> um, <laughs> one more? Have we got enough? Yeah. All right. <laughs> These are back dates, 21st of July, so I'm sorry oh, for it. Blimey. Right? We did a request for letters, and then the load came in, and then 
Yeah, sorry, we'll get through them. Here we go. Hi guys, long time listener, second time emailer. I work in a primary school in South London and run a film club where the children bring along a film and we discuss them afterward. Brilliant. Well done, Mark Ford. However, we find ourselves constantly watching a lot of Pixar-style animation films. Astro Boy is okay, if only for an example of Nicolas Cage's awful voice acting. Can you think of any interesting and different children's films I can bring in for the new school year in September? Thanks. Keep watching the films. Mark. Okay. Uh, interesting and good kids' films. Well, animations always spring to mind, but The Iron Giant is absolutely fantastic. I love The Iron Giant. It's absolutely amazing. Brilliant. Um, My all-time favourite, Flight of Dragons. Yeah. Get that. It's brilliant. And they will love it. They will. They will. Watch it down if it's not too, too scary I mean, for them. It's creepy, but it's good. Um, what's technically a kid's film? I mean, I don't know. I loved Time Bandits when I was a kid. Is that a kid's film? They used to put Flight of the Navigator used to be on. I loved Flight of the Navigator. Did you? I don't know if I really liked that. Really? I loved it. Um, he's in prison now. Brewster's Millions. Is that a kid's film? I don't know if he... I think he might... There might be some tits out in it. Basic Instinct. Great great kids film. But Brutus Millions is one of the ones I got for my um, nan, which is the same sort of rule for kids. Yeah, yeah. Because I had to try and get her DVDs for my nan, she doesn't like swearing. Um, and the ones I got, I mean, Dirty Rotten Scandals is a bit rude. I mean, Planes, there's a bit trains, of sexy stuff, isn't it? Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Those that's are pillows! <laughs> that's a family film, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But is it a kid's film? Is that the same thing? But I think you can ask questions. So Brewster's Millions, if you did that, you could ask, how would you spend all your money and have a chat about that? That's yeah. quite a good good quest- uh, question. Um, what other films did I love as a kid? A lot of... I used to watch those... Dark Crystal. That's good. Animated classics with all the terrible animated classics they're on. What are they? You were pretty too young for that. I am. Um, when I was a kid, people who were the same age as 40... We used to, they used to redo things like Oliver Twist and all sort of uh, Dick Whittington really badly animated but in those days were quite good classic stories which were cartoons which you should watch just because they were cartoons that reminds me of the era, era when they did um, they did the Lord of the Rings animated oh, version that's brilliant and then just ran out of money yeah, and yeah. it just stops and there's a bit in it that Peter Jackson stole shot for shot when the uh, the Black Riders catch up with them in Brie and are going to stab them in their beds and then it's a fakie and it turns out they're in another room because Strider's helped them. Shot for shot, he just made it from the Animated room. Lord of the Rings is really, really It's great. interesting at the very least, especially if the kids are familiar with Lord of the Rings. Flash Gordon. Yeah. That can go on there. I love Flash Gordon. Um, so Condor Man is terrible. <laughs> But <laughs> but was the first film I ever watched. Uh, they can you can do Back to the Future and stuff like that. I'm trying to think of. Uh, I'm looking at famous actual kids films though. You know you kids films rather than PGs. Flight of Dragons is a really good one. Warship Down I'd definitely have on there. Yeah, yeah. Iron More... Giant for me. I think I, Iron Giant one. is my favourite of all the. Uh, I bought that and I wanted to go and see it because they were showing it with a deleted scene um, at the cinema but I couldn't find another adult to go with me and I felt too weird going in at half term hmm. yeah so probably Jennifer Aniston's best film yeah, yes I think it probably was it probably is. 
Um, well, thank you for your letters. If you'd like to write to us, then go to our website, filmfandango.com, and just click on the contact tab and fill in the box from there. Um, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. There's a really good one as well called, if you want to get into watching French films, they can read stuff. It'll be quite interesting, called Etre et Evoir, which is a great documentary about this brilliant teacher in a French school. It's got French subtitles, but they might find it interesting watching kids in another school and I, I absolutely loved it uh, Lego movie they would have all seen as well weren't they yeah so I'm just going through uh, let's carry on you went to see a film right yes well I, I caught up with something on Netflix um, as I have been at the Edinburgh Festival boo <laughs> unable to go to the cinema um, so I watched a film called Black Dynamite now I assumed when this first came out in 2009 from the trailers that it was going to be a sort of uh, Wayans Brothers sort of gross out because it was a it, there was a lot of that stuff around at the time shit uh, yeah just shit basically and I, but I put it on as it was uh, one of the news and just I'll give this a go give this a go and it's nothing like that at all this is more like. Um, the film you've mentioned before, Kung uh, Fury. Loved it. Where this is a parody, a modern, as I say, 2009, modern parody uh, of black exploitation films uh, and kung fu movies, or black exploitation kung fu movies. And so it is written by the guy who um, stars in it as well. And his name. Come on, wait for it. Um, Tony, uh, Chris, Michael, um, uh, Sean, Gavin, uh, Desmond, Delray, Latif. Why is he not top billing? Michael J. White. Did I say Michael? No. Uh, He's not top billing. Our CEO Halls put himself top billing on IMDb. Um, Michael J. White. And he plays basically a character who's a bit like Shaft, but he's called Black Dynamite. And uh, he's just a kung fu uh, vigilante bloke. And he's trying to clean drugs off the streets because his brother was killed by drug dealers. But then he uncovers a conspiracy that goes all the way to the top. And it's exactly what you'd think. It's a a comedy. It's a comedy. And it's very funny. It's got bits like, like... He said... He was both playing Black Dynamite and he was also playing the actor playing Black Dynamite who he decided used to be an American footballer but now did films. Because there's bits where they've included on purpose like the boom creeps into frame and you just see a tiny moment of one of the actors going... (laughs) They've they've just kept that stuff in there. And it is very funny and and it goes to a stupid place. It's more like the Naked Gun films than... Than, you know a more modern comedy it's so daft you is know. it out and out funny or is it more is it more of an actual that would be thriller? my only criticism of it that it, it doesn't do jokes in the same way it's just sort of strangely weird and, and uh, very silly but for my money not quite silly enough it doesn't it doesn't hold it, you start to tire of how slowly it's going and then in the last third it really kicks off and it's great and you kind of wish they'd done that for the whole yeah. thing but um, it is very watchable I, I, I'd give it a, I'd give it a go you know like it's so daft and just enjoyably stupid but it's very it's very loving about that era of film as well 
you know, and it's got loads of good people in it. Um, but yeah, I don't really want to spoil where it goes because how many Davies do you give it? You know what? I think I give it. I think I give it seven because it it is worth watching, and just there's some good kung fu in it as well. You know, it's properly good. Like he can do it all. He's he's uh, been in action movies and stuff oh, really? before. Yeah, that's what he did before. So he's. Um, uh, I'm just looking him up now, but um, yeah, I mean, there's a photo of him, Marek. Well, if you look at Michael J. White, his his actual shots, he's got his top off in the actual in his actual headshot. I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a guy who fights first and acts second. That right? is a, that's what it says to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was Spawn in the film Spawn, but he's been in all sorts of stuff. He was in um, he was in The Dark Knight. Is he funny? Somebody. Uh, yeah, he is very funny. Yeah, he's playing it totally straight. You know, yeah, just totally. Uh, did he go and do yeah. anything else after doing that then is there going to be a sequel? oh he's d- they, there's an animated TV series of Black Dynamite oh really yeah yeah the, the sprung out of this but he wrote it years ago Black Dynamite and it was originally um, called Superbad <laughs> where he wrote it oh okay and he wanted to call it Superbad because that's what the character was called yeah and they were like there's there's already a film called Superbad now oh no ah shit Black Dynamite uh, that Dynamite sounds is a good name for a, good. a film. It is, it is, and he's uh, you know it's got some great lines in it. Great lines. So have so, a what? Have a watch of it. Yeah, yeah. Like um, there's one in the trailer, which uh, is no spoilers, but it's just like, uh, but you should know I'm waging war on anyone who sells drugs in the community. But Black Dynamite, I sell drugs in the community. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. And there's, there's an excellent bit when uh, he's motivated into taking on the gangs because they're starting to target orphans, and that is beyond the pale. And he goes to the orphanage where they're all smacked up. It's I good. think I might watch this. It's good. You'd love it. I think. I think it's it's not a it's it's not a comedy. You know, of the sort of Oxbridge variety of just like set up and punchline. Yeah, set yeah. up and punchline is that it's just. It's just people being daft and having fun. Sounds like good fun. Yeah, you don't know when the next laugh's going to come and from where, you know, and I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, No, so I'd recommend it. It's on Netflix at the moment. Track it down. Go and watch Black Dynamite. Don't watch Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, have you you watched any of the old Blaxploitation films? There's a gag in it that apparently, I was doing some reading, is a, a bit of a poke at Blackula. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that. These yeah, guys yeah. who were supposed to be from, you know, um, uh, from the streets, and uh, but were actually Shakespearean actors. And oh so really? He's really quite plummy voices. <laughs> <laughs> There's the character at the beginning who's like that. Um, but no, I need to good. watch more of that genre, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking of Netflix. I shouldn't go into TV at all. But have you seen Stranger Things? Yes, I have seen Stranger Things. I've nearly, I've nearly finished it. Okay, it's well, everything I love about the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Well, but knowingly so, isn't it? I mean, it's, knowingly so. They it's like are a real pouring it on. Yeah, and, then, and there up. is one of the best ever child actors. Which one are you? The thinking? kid with no with the with teeth, no front teeth. teeth. He's excellent, isn't he? Every I'm not at this one. Every time he's someone said he's not like Corey Feldman. Yeah, yeah. Gaetan Matuzzo, his name is that's Gaetan Matarutso, his name is. Every time he's on screen, I start laughing. I, he's the funniest person I've seen on TV. For, it just makes me laugh as soon as I see his face. Yeah. I, really? I, we should maybe... Maybe we'll discuss it when you finished it. But um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, it's, it is good. They're getting a second series of that. 
Good. I should mention whilst we're on uh, Netflix that I also watched Commando because I was just like, ah, oh, bung that on, you know. And only after about 15 minutes did I realise I have never seen this film before. And I think in my mind, because I've, I've seen the poster and he looks so like he does in Predator, I think in my brain I'd just gone, well, obviously I've seen that. I hadn't. I had not before seen Commando. Predator, wasn't it? Before Predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, was, I couldn't believe that I was just watching the film Taken, but 20 years yeah. earlier. It's yeah. just the film Taken, just... but done in a, a far more fun 80s way ridiculous... than that dark and moody 2000s people. way. Oh, I think how many, how many people get killed in it? Tons, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's just a series of him taking on everybody, basically. But, like, he... He is a very poor commando. I mean, he very rarely takes cover. He mostly just walks around. There's one bit, I, I can't remember if it's Cobra or Commando, where he's just running for a field and there's other people shooting a machine gun and he's just picking them off one by one yeah, yeah. and no one hits him at all. And he never reloads. Yeah. Never reloads. His gun has just got infinite ammo in it. So much of Hot Shots now makes sense. You know, just so many of the gags that I thought were just funny in and of themselves. You're just like, oh, it's from this, okay. But I think at the time, we didn't realise just how perfect Arnold Schwarzenegger was. Oh, yeah. There's another great podcast, I think, people called The Arnithology. I told you about before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go through, and they're working their way through Arnold Schwarzenegger's films, one by one. His comedies are going to be a dry patch, aren't they? Yeah, I I appeared on Movie Watch when I was a student. Right. Johnny Vaughan's Movie Watch. And one of the films we had to review was Jingle All The Way. Oh, God. Arnold Schwarzenegger's film. Um, But uh, have a listen to that if you like. That's a good podcast. Um, When you're not listening to Film Fandango. That's right. Priorities. Yeah, but um, Commando watch that it's great I mean it's so 80s isn't it I haven't seen it for about 20 years I um, it's uh, <laughs> what's her name uh, Alyssa Milano is, is there a yellow daughter? Ferrari in it somewhere yeah yeah <laughs> anyway sorry just <laughs> anyway. rambling oh, shit yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up there um, but uh, yes there you go Secret Life for Pets Don't Bother Black Dynamite and Commando Do Bother um we do all of this for free, so if you'd like to donate towards our running costs, then that would be incredibly helpful. And I won't um, have to dress up in a panda costume. It, but only by choice. Um, so go to filmfandango.com and follow the links from there. Everyone who has, thank you very much. We'll be back next week. Keep, Keep watching, watching the, the films. films. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.